She invades our kitchen, fills the house with the scent of pumpkin pie, and then tells us we can't have any. Fair or unfair, no one is going to spoil their Thanksgiving dinner on my watch. <laughs> Why do I suddenly feel like I'm stuck in an episode of The Waltz? This is Mark, and you are listening to the Waltons Podcast. I have on today a special guest, Kathy Stokes. How are you doing, Kathy? Hey, I'm doing good, Mark. How are you? Have you ever heard? I'm doing great. Have you ever heard of the Waltons? Is this a new I show have. for you? Yeah. No, I've heard of it. Uh, what is your story with the Waltons? Like, when um, did you first start watching it and all that? Junk? It, when it was first run, because I was a child and my mother loved the show. She, um, would say it reminded her of her family, mm-hmm. um, you know, and as a preteen, early teen, that would make me roll my eyes. But, uh, yeah, of course. I appreciate like, uh... it a little bit more now. And um, yeah, I've watched <laughs> it a lot in reruns over the years since then. Yeah. And you said um, your family um, did come from Virginia a little bit or? No. Oh, I no, thought you not just said all. that. I'm sorry. Uh, what my mother talking about where she grew up was at that time rural Georgia, but now is very much yeah. close in suburban Atlanta. You know what? Like New she Yorkers, grew up in a family of eight kids. Do I'm, I know any Yorkers? No, no I'm saying, uh, speaking for all New Yorkers, we tend to think oh. of Georgia and Virginia as the same place. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. There's a state or two in between. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's like New York and the rest of the country. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's and, like, uh, I lived in California for a number of years yeah. and it just would amaze me how little they actually knew about the rest of the country. Well, yeah, well, you know, the coastal country, the coastal states, you know, we're kind of, you know, I think it's like that in most coastal states, you know, yeah, probably Floridians, you know, all they care about is Florida, but yeah. Um, so we're talking about a really interesting episode. Um, I think this was a really, I thought this was a cute episode, but when I rewatched it, I think that there's a lot of serious stuff going on here. Um, it's the rebellion. It was their Christmas episode, which is kind of interesting. It aired on December 23rd, 1976. All right. I wondered about that. It wasn't for Halloween. Yeah. It's, uh, it should have been for Halloween, right? With that perm. Yes. Um, (laughs) So what it is, is basically, how old is Liv? Do you think in this forties, early forties? Yeah, probably late thirties, early forties. Because so John Boy, I guess John Boy's still in high school in this. I'm not sure. I don't think so because she's he's got the car. Okay. Okay. So, so she she's probably early forties then. Yeah, let's say she's forty, right? I mean, I think it's a fair number. Um, and. Oh yeah, and you know Mary Ellen is married in this, so it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of a weird, you know. Wait a minute, Mark. We're talking about two different episodes. What are you talking about? <laughs> you told me we we're going to do the ghost story with the Ouija board thing. Holy cow! You're absolutely right. <laughs> I totally screwed this up. Do you know what I clipped? The rebellion. Oh. You know what? I, that was the one we were originally going to do. So if you want to start over, we can do that one. <laughs> oh, my God. But are you prepared to talk about the rebellion? Um, I watched it when we were going to do it back in the summer. So, yeah, I 
I think I'd, I'd, I'll be okay with it. Well, yeah, I say I'll we watch. just, I say we just let it roll. I, I, I okay. This is my screw up, but let's do the Ouija <laughs> board in the future. The um, okay. Uh, the ghost story, right? Holy cow! I can't believe I screwed that up. Yeah. That's so funny. That's why I was confused about the wig thing. Now that one I get. If you're talking about this, <laughs> Mark, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> All right, we're talking about the rebellion. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So yes. Yeah, so, so you see how these things just kind of um, happen. So all right, yeah, this is our yeah. Christmas episode. So this you're committed now to another episode to record with me. Okay, well, you may not want me to after this, but (laughs) I'll keep my fingers crossed. You might not want to. Holy, I'm like throwing like these curveballs at you. Um, All right. So the rebellion where Ma gets the perm. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay. So, yeah, John Boy is in college, I think, at this point. Mary Ellen is married and um, she's living the good life with the turtle. I mean, Kurt. I, I, just I never really got Kurt. But he looks like a turtle. He, I mean, he is no neck. But I don't like him. <laughs> I don't yeah, like Kurt. I've always thought there was something odd about the way he looked. But yeah, a turtle pretty much describes it. And then when they bring his character back, are you kidding me? Like, really? Oh, that was that, that's the most ridiculous episode. <laughs> yeah, it's no i think well it's one of there's a lot of really really ridiculous episodes yeah yeah, i think that one's the top one though i mean if they'd had the same actor maybe Mm -hmm. but with a different actor it was just what was the point all right looking at the looking at the entire series what is the most asinine episode that you can think of i i or the first one i'm sorry chronologically think of it like what's the one where you're like really like that some of I, some of the later ones, yeah, um, they really seem to concentrate on issues that were like the thing in the late seventies or yeah. early eighties. Right, right. People's attitudes were not like that in the forties. Yeah, I, my, what stands out to me is the Hindenburg episode. It was so poorly done. It was so unrealistic that John Boy of all people would be going to New Jersey to cover the Hindenburg, you know, and he just happens to be there. And then it's like an episode or two later. He's like, I'm fine. I, yeah, I agree. That one was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. All right. But let's get back to the rebellion Christmas episode. <laughs> so we have a voiceover intro. I'm going to play this um, little thing. Every episode starts with an intro. The years brought many changes to us on Walton's Mountain, but when change did not come often enough to suit my mother, it was her way to seek it. She would search for change, reach out to it, and welcome it when it came. So we see um, Liv up in the window, and she's got a curling iron on her hair, and I don't know. I mean, it's weird because I always thought of Liv as pretty um, okay with herself. You know, like there was never really this issue coming up. Sometimes it comes up. Right. But when it comes up, it comes up big. Um, like th- when she was going to go to New York City to become um, a designer. 
I don't even remember that episode. You don't remember she she had uh, working for a woman in New York City. She was given the opportunity to move there, and it was like this most another asinine situation. Yeah, that just wouldn't have happened in in real <laughs> life. I agree. And then for her to turn it down, yeah, that makes it yeah. even more. And you know. Earl Hamner's mother was still living during this series. She had to think some of this was ridiculous. Like, I would never have done that. <laughs> she probably didn't watch it. She was probably like, oh, I lived it. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Erin comes in in Erin fashion. Erin is one of my favorite kids. I don't know. Uh, do you have a favorite kid? Not really. It just depends on the episode. But I mm-hmm. like Erin. Yeah. Mommy, you burning something? Of course not. What are you looking at? Well, I don't know. Well, then you must have something better to do. Well, that's funny. I thought you'd smell it, too, because it's, well, it's a burning smell. Like, well, you know when you singe a chicken. Aaron. Am I bothering you? Mm-hmm. It's just funny. We all know that burning hair smell. Gross. Yes. So let's see. Um, there's, there's two dramas that are happening in this particular episode. And one of those dramas is essentially um, grandma fighting to um, keep her spot in the, to use the Walton's organ. Yes. Yes. And Olivia going through a midlife crisis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, grandma in the, the organ is like one of my favorite parts. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think, I think everybody kind of does things when you get older and, you know, she did something and she regretted it. I mean, it's really not that big of a story. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. So I just found it humorous, the way, her reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole scene with uh, Cora Beth, I think it's funny. It's fun to watch. Uh, let's see. We go into church. We have Jack Tripper as the reverend. <laughs> um, and John Boy immediately is like, who's playing that organ in there? And... I'll play some of that. Playing the organ? Grandma's at home. I know, and it ain't Jason either. He's in Westham. Hmm. Isn't you run this stuff over to Ox and come back and get me, right? Yeah, sure. Just let me know who it is. I'd hate to be that person when Grandma finds out. <laughs> See you later. This is really funny. It's kind of like, um, it's it's the biggest news that has hit the town <laughs> in like yes. weeks. <laughs> Who's playing that yes. organ? How dare you? <laughs> Not much exciting happens in Walton right. Mountains. So. No, no. Uh, I mean, unless you're being called away to cover the Hindenburg, of course. That's right. <laughs> or, or, being called, or being hired <laughs> to New York to be a designer. Right, right. You know, these are the things that normally do happen. Um, so Zelda is playing the organ. It seems to be like something that's really, really um, taboo even. I, I don't know why it's so territorial. Um, is it true? Like, did the Waltons donate this organ to the church? I don't know how they could have. They that, never had any money. That was the impression um, I got. And that was what her argument almost was. It was like, a Walton must play the organ. Maybe they, they you know, spearheaded the fundraising or for it or something like that. Possible, yeah, that makes that makes pretty good sense. Um, Zelda's playing. It's, it's fine. It's church organ music. How good can it be? Um, and let's see, we're going to play a little bit of the aftermath of Zelda playing. Our cup runneth over John boy. Now we have two talented organists. I'm not so sure that's a blessing. 
Oh, you mean Esther and Zelda. Well, I'm sure they can take turns. One Sunday, Esther can play, and then the following Sunday, Zelda. Sharing is a very Christian thing, John Boy. Oh, I know it is. And I can assure you of one thing. When Grandma finds out about it, she's going to go right through the roof. When people say something as obvious as, you know, sharing is a very Christian thing, John Boy, it's so, like, um, demeaning. <laughs> it is. And they, they always play ministers like this on TV. You know, and I've, I've known ministers in real life that were, like, you know, my friend's parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just talked to you like a regular person. They weren't always on right. as the minister, you know? Right. And it's like, and also, you know, I think religion is best used when it suits you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it, you know, for this type of situation, I guess it suits him fairly well to say, well, it's a Christian thing. Well, I'm certain you can find the right way to tell her. Oh, no, 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 not me. I'm not going to tell her anything. Oh, no, i No, I just come her. in here to deliver You're the newspaper. Very close to your grandma. She'll take it very well coming from you. And you have a wonderful way with words, John Boy. <laughs> John Boy is too soft. I'd be like, nope, <laughs> not getting involved. This is not my fight. Um, you know what I mean? Yes, I do not blame him. I would not want to be in grandma's crosshairs. <laughs> yeah, right. It's You don't want to be the messenger on that. Um, let's see. John kind of comes in checking in on Liv. He, he senses something's going on. I think in general, Liv is just feeling like her life is a little stale. She's, I could see that if I were her. Yeah. I mean, she wants a little bit of flair. She wants... To live it up just a little bit. She doesn't need to do all of these like major things. But she's looking at her clothes. And yeah, just everything is a little bit stale. They're getting together for a picnic, as um, the Waltons tend to do. Let's see. We got your favorite character, Kurt, showing up <laughs> to ruin everybody's <laughs> time. Got John Boy shoeless. I have a question about yeah. this picnic. Where were they having it? There's like a swing set and a picnic table, but they had to get in the truck to go up there. It's up on Walton's Mountain. Um, I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get a feeling like you know how they have the original area where the house was, like where the grandparents lived. Like it's yes. like just the chimney of the fireplace and. I feel like that area kind of has spots like this. That could be. And they just could have built a swing set for, you know, for things like this. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd be more comfortable in my living room reading, but you know, Hey, it's, if you want to go out and sit in the dirt, (laughs) that's more power to you. Also, they're going and doing some fishing. So, that's another, I guess, big thing. So they're near the water, clearly, right? Um, at least, yeah. The, but you can't really, f- yeah, it would have to be a river. It couldn't be like a stream, unless, I mean, as there we would- learned, they're not catching salmon. No. <laughs> hey, John. You got a feeling for the best place to go? Hey, John. Look, I'm dressed just like you. <laughs> I'm your best friend. <laughs> I think Kurt's trying really hard to be like um, John's mini-me or something. <laughs> he has the same exact denim outfit on. Like he bought it out of the Sears catalog. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Let's go, John boy. I got, I got a little bit of thinking to do, Kurt. All right. 
You got to do some thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't want to go fishing then. Huh? All right, well, maybe later. See you later. <laughs> Nobody likes Kurt. I don't like Kurt. Does it sound like Kirk is trying to put on a little bit of a southern accent in this? Let's uh, let's hear it. He speaks a little bit more. So let's... Um, where's he going? Didn't he say that he had a feeling for the best place to go? I think it kind of comes and goes. You can't help yeah. but you know, get a little bit of a droll going on, I guess. Yeah. I guess, he, I mean, he's dropping his G's. I guess that's what <laughs> is making me think that. As one does um, when you're on Walton's Mountain. That's right. Um, let's see. Mary Ellen's talking about how wonderful it is to be married. Fast forward two seasons. Mary Ellen, is being married as wonderful as you thought it would be? This is an era where I think Erin is actually a little too dopey for her own good. Erin is like... Um, and I like Erin. It's just, she turns into a really great character, I think, but she's just a little too naive. It seems even yeah, more maybe, than, um, Elizabeth, I think. Maybe it's just her age, the fantasy world, you know, dreaming yeah. of finding, you know, her man and, you know, yeah. is it going to be as wonderful as I think it is kind of thing? Yeah. And then Mary Ellen's like, yeah, ask me in two seasons. <laughs> yeah it's not all rainbows and uh you know marshmallows but yeah she's happy. yeah it is don't you miss us well i still love you an awful lot but i'd rather live with kurt <laughs> why yeah why <laughs> they're all kind of wondering why <laughs> he looks like a turtle you know <laughs> um the actor, she definitely didn't marry him for his looks. No. The actor is um the actor's still alive, so I don't want to talk too much crap about him, but No, he's not. And I have um heard why he left the show is he wanted a raise and they weren't willing to give it to him, so they <laughs> sent him to Pearl Harbor. They were like, You want a what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about no? How about that? Um so let's see. Um, Verdi shows up. It's always nice to see Verdi. We had to introduce her because there's a little bit of a storyline to introduce her to later. But Verdi's fun. Um, I, I think like she's her. a really good actress. Yes. Uh, let's see. John Boy finally breaks the news about the or, um, organ, but telling Grandpa. Grandpa's always fun to have on screen. He's just... I don't know. I wish I had a Grandpa like this. He just seems to be wise and goofy doesn't take anything seriously until it needs to be taken seriously that's right yeah yeah he's got a real goofy hat on and he doesn't seem to care off in a cave somewhere in iceland when she got her dander up grandma doesn't know it yet but she's going to have to share playing the church organ with zelda maynard on sunday who got a fool idea like that reverend fordwick said that somebody ought to tell her that sharing is a very christian thing i think that someone ought to be you who got a fool idea like that (laughs) that's kind of awesome you know, Grandpa, she plays right well. Right. Oh, no. Her own dearly beloved grandson. Her dearly beloved her. grandson is leaving for Weston as soon as the picnic's over. He's going to be gone for the whole weekend, so you ought to tell her. No, I'll you tell, tell her. Tell Grandpa, her right now. I would tell love to tell her, but I can't tell her. I wouldn't think of depriving you of this beautiful Christian experience, all right? You tell her about such a good mood. He really doubled down on that whole Christian value thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
It's like, you know what? How about this? Let's not use Christianity as a weapon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the weaponizing Christianity. So Liv hates her chicken. You know, Liv is just a curmudgeon because, you know, we all maybe get a little bit frustrating. You're like, oh, I just need something. I got to do something. And she's just bored. Maybe she should take an art class. Yes. Right? You never know who you might meet there. Yeah. You never know. But look at her face. She's like, this chicken sucks. (laughs) (laughs) This chicken tastes awful. (laughs) It's funny. It's like kind of like, it'd be funny if Elizabeth is like, yeah, it does. (laughs) Or something like that. Like somebody agreed with her. Because, you know, she'd be all mad and upset. Yes. We take a walk with grandma. um, And we get a little bit of what's going on with Liv. And it's it's walks like this that are bothering Liv. She she needs to be around, I think anyway, other women her own age. That's what she she needs like a friend, you know? Maybe hanging out with um um I'm forgetting her name all of a sudden. She was just in the thing. Um Oh Vernie. Yeah, Vernie. Vernie. She can Vernie, go hang yeah. out with Vernie. I mean, Vernie's always busy, but at the same time, I, I just feel like Liv needs an outlet. Yeah, that's true. She has no actual friends, I mean, that you would want to hang out with. I mean, you can't see her hanging out with Corbeth too much. Yeah, and Corbeth is also family. So it's like you can't really, you know, when there's that bloodline and everybody seems related and she's surrounded by all of her family all the time. (laughs) I can kind of wear on you, I think. That's true. Yeah. Need somebody with a different kind of point of view in life than just your family sometimes. Yeah, I mean, no offense to a good, you know, to a good sized family and everything, but sometimes you just, that's why we have friends. Um, Try it. So let's see. She's just feeling frustrated. The girls are trying to do her hair up a little bit and we, it's kind of cute. Um, I think her hair actually looks kind of cute when they're messing with it. I'm like, that's a pretty good change for her just to wear it down. Instead of pinned yeah, up all it the time. Is, yeah, yeah. John, of course, is not too happy with this. Sure would. Oh, Daddy would just... Break your neck. Well, she'd look like Claudette Colbert. Cut your hair. John Walton, I'll cut my hair if I want to. Don't. Don't you two encourage her. It'll be right down ugly. That'd <laughs> be hilarious. Hey, you could not get away with that scene well, these the, days. I'd break your neck. Would... Yeah. Yes. I don't think you can get away with it in real life either. <laughs> no, no. Um, I've had discussions about my hair. My husband likes it one way and I like it another. Right, right. I just do what I want to. Right. And if I told my wife, like, you're not cutting your hair, like, probably the first thing she would do is cut it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and he's not that way. He'll say, I really prefer it this way. I think you look good that way. He wouldn't say he would break my neck if I cut it. <laughs> you know? You guys don't have it like that. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes. Um, let's see. There's a lot of the organ drama that goes on. Zeb is going to break the news. He's playing with the radio. It's kind of funny. I, I think that this scene is really decent. Yeah. Well, I just don't see how it could be. Oh, because Grandma learned that somebody was playing the organ. She's like, who was playing the organ? It wasn't me. It wasn't um, Jason. Who could it be? You know who's barely in this episode? Um, I think he was in it very briefly is um, James Robert. 
That's true. I, yeah. I don't remember seeing him at all. I saw him from a distance, but that was about it. Birdie claimed she heard it. That's what she told Livy. I don't see how she could hear it when it wasn't Jason or me. Well, you know that church organ just don't play itself. Esther, there's something I think I had ought to tell you. Yeah, what about well, you know, it is possible that someone else could play the organ aside from you. Well, who else is there? Zelda Maynard. Jason. So he tells her, basically, it's Zelda. So she freaks out. And probably one of the best scenes in this episode is coming up here. I think it's really funny. This is what this is really the type of scene where it shows the relationship between the grandma and grandpa characters. And I think it just shows how well-written it is. Because and how funny Zeb's character is. They go into their room, which is always weird that they have a they have to step down into their room. Just thought that, that was is a little bit strange. Oh yes, sir. You just simmer down. You're the ones always talking about Christian charity. Well, charity begins at home. Yes, it also begins in the church. Considerably well thought of there. And that organ is part of the church and has been so for over 60 years. Yeah, well, we've been part of it for 50 years. And you know as well as I do that when it comes to to giving or to helping out or sharing with others, I don't even think about it twice. I just do it. And what does Sam Hill get so upset about? Don't you use swear words to me. (laughs) Sam Hill is not a swear word. Yeah, but when you say it, it sounds like one, so it's all the same thing. (laughs) And it's really funny because he goes, uh, he kind of doubles down on it get me so mixed up i don't know what i'm talking about god dang it you're doing it again oh no charity that's what i was talking about and god dang it what in the blue bases zeb i am not swearing i don't intend to but if you're so all fired forgiving and generous what do you get so upset about zelda playing on the organ for yeah well it was the way i heard about the playing she she could have come to me she she could have talked to me before she ever talked to the reverend yeah <laughs> So it's silly. You know, it's clearly there's no way that grandma would be happy about this. No. You know, there's no scenario. Um, now we get a weird, another weird scene. That I don't think would really float too well these days. And that's, um, Elizabeth is like, mom is making fudge and she's not going to give me any. And John kind of chimes in with a weird kind of comment. That's more of a punchline. Does he really mean that? Whoops. Daddy, Mom was making a huge batch of fudge, and she's going to eat it all. Well, good for her. Does he really mean that? No, he doesn't. Yes, I do. Your mama has it in mind to be something different. Maybe if she eats a whole bunch of fudge, she'll get fat. I don't think I'll like that. Well, it'll be different. See, there's two things here I don't like. I don't like the fact that, you know, hey... Just because she's making some fudge doesn't mean she's going to get fat. Two, like, I don't like that he's using, again, as a weapon almost, like, hey, you feel like you need to change something. And it's like kind of kind of messing with her a little too much, I think. Yeah, I, don't like I, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. And uh, no, that wouldn't happen today. They would, Waltons would be protested for <laughs> fat shaming or yeah, something. Exactly. Um. And this is very, I feel very uncharacteristic of John. Um, Liv, I can, I can believe it. She's going through your regular midlife crisis, 40 years old. She's bored. She wants to change a few things. Not the biggest deal, in my opinion. 
but John doesn't seem too tolerant of it. You know? No, he wants he wants to you know keep things the same. And if I recall, John had a little bit of the same thing going on. Remember, he had like some sales job where he moved away, and he had this whole he could have had this whole like thing with a woman. Yes, he did. I you know I'm surprised John didn't have more of a midlife crisis episode or two. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he lives in the house he grew up in. I mean, that's got to be a little bit taxing, right? Yeah. I, well, I have never really figured that out. Did Is that the house they grew up in? Or was it their, their house and grandma and grandpa moved in with them? Hmm. I feel like it was the house, but they expanded it. That could be, because he supposedly only had one sibling, so. Yeah, I think one sibling, right? Right. Um, and he died. He died in World War One. Yeah. Um, I thought it was weird. This is—it's a, a funny scene, but Zeb approaching uh, Zelda, and Zelda's like in love with Zeb. Zeb was like the ladies' man, I think, back in the day. <laughs> Apparently, back in like the tens or something. Yes. And or maybe even like the eighteen nineties or something, because he's got to be like seventy years old here, right? Yes. Yes. So, uh. Something about a secret mission. Oh, yes, a secret. It's for your little ears alone. <laughs> yes. I want to appeal to the better side of your nature. Oh, Mr. Walton, you know you can. I understand that you play the organ beautifully. Oh, I do. And Esther just happens to be walking by. It makes no sense. <laughs> she never leaves the house, but she just happens to be walking. Oh, oh no, no. And I've studied ever since I was a... <laughs> And she just gets, you know, Zeb gets busted, basically, talking yes, to this woman. Yes, he does. And it doesn't look good. It really just doesn't, in my opinion. No, it doesn't. It looks like he's up to something. I, yeah. I, I might side a little bit with Grandma on this. <laughs> Me too. I mean, he's sitting on one of those like swing chair things on the porch. Everyone can see. Come on. Monkey business. Um, let's see. Zeb's trying to explain to Esther, but she's like, I don't really care. Um, goes into the mercantile. And she's like, what's that smell? <laughs> Which is kind of a funny little scene. Um, Cora Beth is putting in a beauty parlor. It's one of her like Ralph Cramden type of get rich quick schemes. And she's just going on and on about what's that smell. And I think, you know, that smell, right? You've heard like that. What is it called? Like that perm stuff is it's like lie. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is, I've had permits uh, back in the eighties, early nineties, but they were the coal ones were just chemicals. Um, yeah. You didn't have extension cords connected to your end? No, no, no. That looks and horrifying. I actually looked into this because I thought, that's kind of late. I think they were doing, you know, the perms more like they do now. Yeah, that was more of like a 20s thing. <laughs> Not but, a Walton's you know, Mountain. <laughs> no, no. Walton's Mountain is, you know, a little bit behind the times occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, this, uh, yeah, they're not going like, you know, uptown Manhattan to get their perm. They're going into the mercantile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you seen that little petite bottle of fixer? Corbeth, you're burning something. 
I'm sorry, Esther. I just cannot chat with you now. And oh my God. All right. So I hated Korabath. And now I love Korabath. Like, I think she adds exactly, you know, you know how Olivia is like, I need to add something to my life. I'm so bored. I feel like that with the Waltons TV show. I felt as though the show was becoming so stale and adding Korabath was such a good addition, I thought. And I know oh, people I, love to hate her, like kind of like a Harry Olson, but I think she's perfect. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I I think she's probably my favorite character. She's like, well, you said love to hate, but I think with her, it's more like love to be annoyed by. Just, yes, yes. It's just she's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, she really hasn't done anything horrible um, that I can think of off the top of my head, but. You know, versus like a Harriet Olsen who actually did do a few things that were pretty terrible. Yeah, Corbeth just had sort of a uh, too higher attitude about herself. But yeah, <laughs> she would have Harriet, a French word to explain. <laughs> right, right. Harriet uh, had some little uh, yeah. dirty things going on there, I think. Oh. You know, she, I mean, Corbeth, <laughs> I don't think, would cheat anybody or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Harriet would. <laughs> But they both had the same opinion of Jewish people. <laughs> Harry didn't, wasn't crazy about him, and neither was Korobeth. Yes, yeah. But um, Amy didn't marry one, so that's good. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that whole thing was a very weird addition to the show. Like the yes. way, um, I forget who it was, but they were like, you're Jewish? And I'm like, oh, geez, the show's taking a turn. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, Little House kind of had this sort of same thing going on mm-hmm. in its later years as the Waltons, you know, trying to reflect too much late 70s, early 80s, rather than the 1800s. Yeah. Set. Michael Landon definitely had his ear to, like, what was going on in pop culture, and he's like, you know what we need? There's a lot of movies coming out that are horror movies. We need, like, something to put out there that's kind of like a horror movie. And that's where yes. Sylvia kind of came from. It's like the slasher genre of the late seventies. And all of a sudden you have like this rape episode, but you know, the Waltons did the rape episode too. Um, and I thought that the Waltons did a very good job with conveying it. And also when Olivia was being, um, when she was nearly attacked by that guy, I forgot what episode yes. it was. Yeah. It was yeah. shocking. I, yeah, it was. I mean, there were things that you just didn't expect sometimes in the Waltons and sometimes they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Other times, eh, not so much, but now I did um, like a cross. Did I agree crosser. that was one of them? Um, I did. No, a cross- I agree that. Was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you talk, you talk. Yeah. No, I agree. That's one of the times that, that they handled things very well and realistic. Right. I think. Um, I did a cross reference of how many characters have shared Little House in a Prairie and the Waltons. Do you want to take a guess on how many? Um, even like one-offs, ten-offs. You know, like. Just in general, how many do you think, if you had to put a number oh, on Oh, I wouldn't even guess. It's over I know 100. Were, it's over 100. Over 100. Wow. Yeah. But it's actually, it's over 200, which is crazy, right? So um, It is, yeah. Yeah, it really is. So it just goes to show you, you watch this, and you're like, oh, where do I know this guy, guy from? Maybe it's Little House, or vice versa. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Miss Mamie was in an episode of Little House in the Prairie in its final season. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah, very. She played a nurse. A very small role, actually. But it was kind of cool mm. to see her in there. But um, I think the episode was Marvin's Garden. So, all right. So here we go. We're still in the mercantile. 
It's a bottle about this big and it has green liquid in it. Can't you smell that? <laughs> oh, that bottle. Oh, yeah, that, that's over there uh, right behind the, the soap chips. You used that the last time that... that... <laughs> you heard the last time that you, you uh, <laughs> just kind of... And Esther's like, you don't smell that? She thinks she's having a stroke. <laughs> Which, sadly, of course, she did have, but... I knew where it was all the time. Nice job, Ike. <laughs> so. All right, so th she starts questioning more, and I, I just love Ike and how what a bad liar he is. What's she doing back there? Oh, she's just putting the finishing touches on the beauty parlor. I thought that was finished weeks ago. Well, you know, a lot of little details. Ouch. Who was that? It's it's not Olivia. <laughs> it's not Olivia. <laughs> it's not be too obvious. Here. Yeah, exactly. So she goes back there. <laughs> I love the that, this. Oh, it was meant to be a surprise. Good lord. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um it looks like they have extension cords connected to little heat curlers above her head, right? I just can't imagine having that done to your hair. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's smoke pouring off of it. Grandma, this isn't the best time. You just let it smoke like that? <laughs> Corbett says it's supposed to. It's working. That's what we call it. Working its wonders. <laughs> All right. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's working its wonders. Um, I just think the whole thing is funny. At least it took grandma's mind off of the um, organ for a few minutes. Let's see. She, um, she goes over to talk to the reverend. Um, just to kind of confront her. And what else? We go back. Olivia gets the curlers taking off, taken off, and she looks like uh, Janet DeWitt from Three's Company. You know, her hair is crazy permed. It's not yes. like that it looks necessarily really terrible or anything like that. But I have a couple issues with this. One, it looks like it, like she made it gray. Right? It doesn't look. Right. And the color, I think, changes throughout the episode about, I, mean, it's I think they use wig. different wigs. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a wig. <laughs> I hope, hope so. Um, and did you ever curl your hair you, like this? Not that bad. No. <laughs> not that bad. But, I, but <laughs> I mean, I had perms, yeah. but they uh, they never went like that. But um, I know Corbeth tells her if you wash it, it makes it curlier. That they actually the opposite is true. Oh, really? If you wash your hair too soon after permanent, it will, you know, delete the curl. So. Well, not a Walton's Mountain. <laughs> no, no. Well, we know things work different there. Well, who knows? In all areas of life, who knows what yes. chemicals are in our hair? This poor woman, and she paid money for this, probably. You know. So let's see. The Reverend's going to talk to Zeb and John. I do believe that the solution lies in the loving bosom of her family. I think you will agree. You think we'll agree, Pa? I do believe the Reverend thinks we had ought to agree. You didn't hear her. You didn't see it either when she said, I will turn Methodist. <laughs> Which is very funny. Methodist is just another, I guess, sect of 
Christianity, right? It's are they Lutherans right. or Baptist? Uh, I'm not really sure uh, what the, they are. The Wallens are Baptists. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, in the South, especially probably at that time, most people were either Baptists, Methodists, maybe with a few Presbyterians thrown <laughs> so, in. So they're taking this threat kind of seriously, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's not like she's threatening to turn Catholic or something. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Well, I, mean, I wonder if they would have even had a Catholic church. I bet they wouldn't. If no. any, no, there weren't that many Catholics. I don't think. No, it was um, not until Kennedy world, came around. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, now in Gone with the Wind, Scarlett O'Hara was Catholic. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, her right. The writer Margaret Mitchell was Catholic in Atlanta, and she was like one of the few Catholics. So she sort of writes it in that they're sort of a little bit of the outcast or considered different. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is, I mean, it was such a big deal, like in the 40s, 50s, and even 60s. Yeah. Um, so the kids are like wondering, Liv kind of ran home. She had like um, a do-rag on her head, and they're like, what's up with Liv? So the kids are knocking on the door. I'll play this scene a little bit. Mom? And this is a visual thing, so I'm just going to explain what is happening, which I think is kind of cute and fun. But the door won't open. It's locked. Go along, Elizabeth. I didn't even know it locked. Well, she usually likes it open. Mm. Mama, are you all right? <laughs> so it's like, Mom, are you all right? And she's shaking her head no. <laughs> like they can hear her. Yeah. see that. Mama? Mama, are you sick? And then she's like nodding yes. <laughs> so funny. She's really just lost it. Go along, girls. I'll be down in a minute. And she's keeping it together. You know, I'll say that. She's, you know, she's not having a complete breakdown at this point. Because, you know, when you do your hair and it doesn't look the way you want it to look and, you know, it ends up looking bad even, that could be pretty upsetting. Yeah, it can be. Uh, let's see. She puts um, a cloth on her head and she goes to um, do the big reveal. Me, I'll give her some thought. Ma, are you sick? No, I'm thinking about it. Daddy? <laughs> She's thinking about being sick. Mom's up in a room. The door's locked. I wish I knew what was going on with her. Well, I did it. John's like, oh my, it's like a tattoo on her face or something like that. <laughs> He's probably wishing she'd just gotten a haircut now. Right, exactly. Like, I wish you just kind of got a pixie cut. You know, that would have been better than whatever this is. Um, we got a cute little scene. She kind of runs out. Everybody's kind of laughing and it's mean. I mean, it's kind of childish. But what I thought was kind of funny is Reckless. She runs into Reckless, the dog. Good old Reckless. You still love me, don't you? <laughs> and he runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, even your dog hates you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, running into Mary Ellen... Laughing. 
And she's just like, all right, enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, let's see, John and Olivia start talking. Don't say it. Well, it's about time somebody did. What came over you, grown, sensible woman? I wanted something different. I wanted to change. Couldn't you change your dress or your shoes? Did it have to be your hair? I was tired of it. It was drab and dull, and I've been wearing it the same way since I was a young girl. And that's supposed to be an improvement? She legitimately looks 10 years older. <laughs> like, it's crazy. She does, yeah. I'd like to shave my head and lock myself in my room until it grows out right. You did the one thing I asked you not to do, Liv. <laughs> good, good, good. That's not the right thing to say. You did the one thing. Like, are you joking? So not characteristic of John to talk this way to her. No, it's not. He's, like, he's very... Yeah, it'd be like, it's not the end of the world, you know? It's It will grow out. It'll wash out. It'll probably go back to normal at some point. I liked your hair the way it was. I always liked it. Do you just love me for my hair? <laughs> Where are you going? Climbing a hole. I'm going to pull the hole in after me, and I just want everybody to leave me alone. Aww, I feel so bad. Um, let's I know, see. It's not like she doesn't feel bad enough. and <laughs> I just all making her feel even worse. I wonder why they didn't add in, like, the whole, like, do you smell that? You know, like, <laughs> so that her yeah. hair still smells really bad. That's probably why Reckless ran away. Yeah, it's very possible. So let's see. Uh, it's Sunday morning. Everybody's getting ready for church. John's like, I'm going to enjoy the Sunday paper. Because John doesn't really go to church. And they're just kind of um, talking about Esther not going because she's not going to play the organ. So she's like, I want nothing to do with um, with this whole situation. When we're going to be late for church. I am not going. I am not going to any church. Esther. Esther, you'll be so... She covers her hands like a... Puts her hands over her ears like a child. <laughs> yes. Poorly missed. I am not going. Church won't be the same without you, Grandma. Oh, they'll get along without me just fine. Well, it seems to me, Grandma, that uh, you'd want to hear Mrs. Maynard play the organ. I wouldn't miss it. Jason... I have heard her play. She should have taken your job at the Dew Drop-In, not at the church organ. I'll try to explain that to Reverend Fordwick. So she's like, I'm going to stay at home. This is what I do now. So John starts messing with her in probably the best way for her. Well, they say nothing stays the same. What's that supposed to mean? Well, that's just the same, Ma. Things never stay the same. Like you, you know, going to church every Sunday all your life. Now you've decided you don't want to go to church. Might be nice for a change. <laughs> change? I'm not giving up my religion. Well, I, guess, uh, I guess I misunderstood, Ma. What's so funny? Well, no, I was, uh, I was just thinking about uh, the Reverend, you know. Looking out over that congregation and not seeing you for the first time in all these years. It's going to give him quite a start. You also see that Zelda woman now sitting there smiling away. I suppose I am being selfish. <laughs> so she's like, it totally worked. It took 20 seconds to convince grandma that she's got to get off her butt and go to church. 
John was the master of uh, reverse psychology. Except with Olivia. <laughs> with yeah, Olivia, he just yells yes. and says, I'll break yes. your neck. <laughs> um, kind of in a weird scene, Olivia turns to Verdi um, to ask her for, because um, a lot of um, African-American women straighten their hair using like chemicals, you know, and so she's going to ask Verdi, but Verdi's like, I've always been natural in my whole family. I have no idea. But even Verdi's laughing at her, which is really funny. Yes. Um, but I think that Verdi's solution is pretty good. She brings her in, um, and she gives her basically a turban. They call it a turban. I would just call it a wrap. But yeah. But Grandma shows up and she's singing and everything's fine. And Zelda, not yeah, Zelda, kind of screws up while playing, and. It's like proof that grandma is a better player because she wouldn't have screwed up like that. Let's see. We have a little bit of um, after church just talking about what happened. I'll do that. All right. And Esther's going to play church, play the organ next week. Um, so it's kind of a good thing. She can take a break and sit with her family. Lovely service reverend. Sharing is a very Christian thing to do, Esther. Well, there's one thing I won't share with her. What's that? You... <laughs> it's just so weird how <laughs> I don't know these guys they're so old <laughs> like what are they talking about oh yeah like um what what's he gonna do <laughs> right yeah it's kind of, <laughs> bring her go, flowers right gonna start courting her um let's see Olivia shows up I, I forget this woman's name it's the woman who owns the rooming house she um, oh Flossy yeah maybe? that's it right um, shows up and sits down with her. I love your turban. It's beautiful. This beauty is only on the surface, Flossie. Oh? Flossie, you're drinking. I am not. It's, it's just purely medicinal. My feet are killing me. Uh, you wouldn't want me to fix you one. Flossie, you know I don't drink. Actually, Olivia drank in like one episode, I remember. She ordered yes. an orange crush. I had no okay. idea what that was. I looked um, it up. It's a, I know what an orange crush is, but it's a soft drink. But maybe it was something different back then. I also could um, be naming it the wrong thing. <laughs> um, and I remember, like, on an anniversary episode, she drank some champagne. Oh, really? All right. I might have missed that one. Yeah. Big deal. That's a big, big deal for her. Yes. Let's see. John drives around. He finally tracks her down. Drinking <laughs> with <laughs> at the room in the house. What a nice couple. I thought maybe you were tired of running off alone. I am. Excuse us, Miss Spring. <laughs> it seems to me when a man and woman is married 22 years, they have a right to spend the night together. I agree. Alone. I agree. In a hotel. Now, if they were, these two probably got married right away, right? So let's say they were 18. And that would make her about 40. Yeah. I I, I want to say in one episode they referenced she was 16, but I could be wrong about that. I think we're in the right neighborhood, though. Yeah. 16, 18, somewhere in there. Yeah. And I like this. I like that he's like, let's just go to a hotel and we're going to have fun for the first time in our lives. 
Yes. I agree. I got a suitcase packed. Let's go. Bye. Bye, Forget all those kids. Don't bring any. <laughs> Which I, I just think it's really nice. John whisking live away to go to a hotel. I, I don't know. Sometimes you just need something spontaneous. And I think that yeah. was the cure. Not that was the sweet. I, yes. Uh, here we have the voiceover at the end. And for a time after that, peace reigned in our valley. No one again challenged Grandma's right to play the church organ. My mother? Well, this was surely not her last rebellion, but most certainly it was her last permanent wave. So, the <laughs> permanent wave, which is kind of a funny little thing. And now, of course, we get our little, um, at the very end, the um, goodnight John Boy type of thing. Mama? Yes, Elizabeth? John Boy says your hair grows every single second. That's enough of that. There are four kinds of human hair. John Boy. There's short and crisp, straight, lank, John Boy. long and coarse, wavy and curly, and a special fourth kind of hair called frizzy. Mama? Mama? Your mama can't hear you. She's got her head under the pillow. Good night, Good night mama. mama! Frizzy says, Good night. <laughs> The end. We did it. Yes. And, All right. Well, I want to thank you again, Kathy, for doing this episode with me. I really appreciate it. I'm trying well, to. Keep, I enjoyed it. Trying to keep the Waltons podcast alive. Yes. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one because you've already committed. Okay. We're going to do the yeah. ghost story, which um, I yeah. actually just acquired one of those scripts from. The um, bed and breakfast, you know, like the John and Olivia bed and breakfast. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, they acquired a number of um, scripts from the Earl Hamner collection. So um, I acquired one. I actually acquired several of them. And one of them was the ghost story. And okay. it has like notes from Earl Hamner in it, like handwritten and all this kind of stuff. It's a very interesting thing. And I, I plan on scanning it and putting it out there. So people can kind of share in what I have. All right. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, no, now that I've kind of figured out, you know, how to make it work, it'll oh, go yeah. much smoother next time, I'm sure. Absolutely. It only gets easier. But thank you again yes. so much, uh, Kathy. And um, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Just go The Waltons Podcast. <laughs>